about the house of evil. We talked about the house of evil, how when it comes to our house, our family, we don't want to be wicked or we don't want to be seen as evil before God. And so notice this morning when we take a look at Proverbs, the 15th chapter, and we notice verse number 25, notice what the Bible says in Proverbs 20 and 15, Proverbs 15 and verse number 25. Notice what the Bible says carefully now. The Bible says the Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. Notice again, Proverbs the 15th chapter and verse number 25. Notice the Bible says that the Lord will destroy. He will bring to ruin or to nothing the house of the proud. And one thing about God saying that he will destroy, bring to ruin the house of the proud, is that a lot of time when you look at the house of the proud, they are often people who think they can't be brought down. They are often people who think they can't be brought into ruin or into desolation. But notice here that God is not pleased with the proud. And he has spoken a profound word in reference to destroying the house of the proud. But you also notice that he is going to establish Notice the difference. One house is going to be destroyed while another house is going to be established. Why is God going to establish the house of the widow? Because the widow in Proverbs 15 and 25 is the exact opposite of the proud person in the first clause or the proud house. And so this is a warning to us when it comes to our house, our family, and even God's house that we don't want to walk in pride. And so this morning, I want to teach from the subject, the house of the proud. I want to talk about the house of the proud. If you don't mind, look at a neighbor and tell your neighbor the subject this morning, the house of the proud. Look at one more person, tell him or her the subject this morning, the house of the proud. And let's give God a hand of praise for our subject on this morning. Come on. Thank you so very much. Again, when we look at Proverbs 15 and verse 25, again, the scripture says that the Lord will destroy the house of the proud. Again, when it comes to the word house, the Bible is speaking about a family. He is speaking in reference to a tribe or a nation. We can also bring it to God's church being God's house where God's people gather together to worship and give praise unto his name. And there is a reason within God's house that we refer to one another as brothers and sisters in Christ because we actually recognize that we are again the household of faith. And so when you look at the scripture again and you consider that there are families who are proud. There are families that God is actually set himself against or he is going to destroy, bring down or bring low. 
But from a figurative sense, I want us to understand that a house also represents something that is built or something that is seemingly established. I talked about earlier how folk who get into being prideful, they will often establish things and build things as if they're going to last forever, as if there is no one capable or powerful enough to bring them again down or low, yet how many know God is sovereign? I said, how many know God is sovereign in the heavens as well as in the earth. And how do we know that God will bring the proud down? How do we really know that God will humble a proud person? If we be honest this morning, we know it not because of so much of what we saw happen to somebody else, but many of us have walked in pride in times past and God had to bring us down. He had to show us that we were not as strong as we thought we was. I, I should be getting more amen because in part some of us are humble today because of what God taught us in our prideful moment come on somebody I thank God that he took the time to teach me to humble me come on to to help me so that when he began to bless me, I didn't think too highly of myself. I didn't think I was better than nobody else, but I was humble because of my process. Oh, I wonder has anybody been through a process that has humbled you? Be seated for a moment. Because when God humbles you and brings you out of being prideful, you, you often are, are slow to speak. Oh, see, I knew that was going to get you. I wasn't talking to everybody because some of you still are there, and we're going to deal with you. We're going to help you today. But I remember when I was too prideful, I thought I had all the answers. And often I was too quick to speak and hadn't really sought God. Listen, hadn't sought him in prayer, and I hadn't sought him concerning the word. I was just walking in pride. I can handle this myself. But we ain't got enough time today for me to tell you how many times I've jacked up situations, made things worse, being too prideful. Let me give you some traits of a proud person. Number one, a person who is proud. And of course, we're using proud from a negative sense. Number one, when a person is proud, it is someone who cannot admit when they're wrong. I heard somebody finish that. I said, I heard somebody finish that. They probably finished it because they've been there. Now, this is going to be tough on some of us. But have you ever had a problem since you've been born? <laughs> of not being willing to admit when you're wrong. Anybody ever struggle with it? Come on. I hear, I, I hear some amens. Let's take it another direction. Have anybody ever accused you? And it wasn't a false accusation. Has anybody ever accused you of, of thinking that you're always right? Ooh, can I be honest? I've been told that a few times in my life. You think you're always right. And because I was walking in pride, guess what my thinking was at that moment? Well, It is what it is. Not really even trying to see 
where the other person was coming from. Listen, really not even listening to what they were saying. Number two, a person who is proud is someone who can't or someone who refuses to admit that they need help. See, if you're the type of person that, 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 that you won't ask for help, that's an indication that you're too proud. Come on. Because at the end of the day, guess what? Every one of us need help. Every one of us need help. There are people struggling right now with things that are dominating them, things that are beating them down, on top of them, suppressing them, oppressing them. Listen, and it shouldn't be. The only reason it is is because they will not ask nor seek help. And there are folk who have lost major battles in life that they needed to win, but they refused to admit that they needed some help. I'm going to teach it right. There are men who refuse to admit that when it comes to fulfilling their manly role in the house or even in the church, they refuse to admit that they need help. And see, I want us to understand as a church family that it's okay to need Listen, you just have to seek it in the right place. But it's nothing wrong whether you be a man or a woman, even an adult, to say to somebody, hey, when it come to this, I need some assistance. I need some help. I need some wisdom with this. This is bigger than me. This is beyond what I know. Can somebody please help me? Woo! Some of us are so bad, we walk around a store for an hour and know we don't know what we look like. I don't do that. I'm going to give it probably one or two good shots of thinking I know which aisle it's on. And then anybody who even looked like they worked out. Hey, excuse me. Ma'am, I need some help. Has this ever happened to you where you go to one of your stores that you really know, like me with Lowe's? I just about know where everything is. I go straight into Lowe's. But then the company have this thing they do sometimes where they rearrange stuff. And I'm walking right back to the heart where, like, I know. And I'm looking, I'm, what the? Oh, they done changed everything. See, now I'm lost. And if I'm in a hurry or I'm busy, I ain't got time to walk around for an hour like I know what I'm doing. No, hey, can you help me? When we go to restaurants, if I'm sitting there and I need some help, unlike my wife, I will ask help of the waiter who is really not at my table. But I ain't got time to keep waiting for the one who first came. You got a uniform on. You work here. Hey, extra napkins, please. 
By the time my waiter come back, they like, oh, okay, I see they done refilled you up. I'm like, yeah, I, I got some help. I called for some help. Now I'm nice about it. I'm finna move on. I said, I'm nice about it. I don't, I'm not attitude if that's a word. Finally, <laughs> when a person is proud, it is someone who thinks, again, too highly of themselves. Now, imagine being in a family, in a household, trying to get on one accord with a person, trying to be productive with an individual or individuals, and they think too highly of themselves. They won't listen. They think they're always right. They don't like being corrected. They don't like being told what to do. See, what's going to happen, whether that be a father, mother, husband, wife, child, teenager, a young adult, the attitude, listen to me carefully, or the behavior that's existing within that house is going to be counterproductive. See, no matter how much a church desires to be productive, if you have individuals, who are never wrong, who won't ask for help, who are being prideful, it is going to disrupt productivity. Listen, I said it's gonna disrupt productivity. And so the good that could be coming out of that house because you're dealing with prideful people and people whom God himself is against. Though it's a season for that house to prosper. Teach it right, Pastor. It won't prosper. It won't prosper because God don't like the attitude in the house. God is not pleased with the family. And see, what I want us to really understand is that it only takes one to disrupt everything. I know I'm talking right. Now, some things will still get done, but those things which only God can do, it takes one person, listen to me carefully, with a bad or nasty attitude, and he or she can throw off everything that God wanted to do. And people talk about, yeah, I'm just waiting on God to do it. No, God waiting on you to decide to change, check your attitude, and in some cases, get or seek the right help. Whoa, before you ruin everything that he desired to do. And see, years ago, I had to come into this wisdom because I was tired of going through the same things. Going around in, in circles. I was ready to move on to bigger and better. But you can't do it if your attitude is not right. Because where you have prideful people, I also want you to understand clearly that that is a unity killer. Now, I wonder, have you ever tried to get on the same page 
with the person because you loved them or because it was God's will for y'all to be connected, but they was too prideful to listen, too prideful to change. See, this is a serious word for families. Some churches can't get stuff done because there are too many prideful people. Too many people who know, who think they know the, the direction that, that the church needs to go in. But they pray every other day or every other week. But they know the direction that the church needs to go. They know what pastor needs to be doing, though they're not a pastor. Whoa, I flip it. I don't mind flipping it. Same way you got pride for children who don't appreciate the things that good parents are doing. They think at 12. At 16, that they know the direction that the house needs to go in. Sit down somewhere, boy. You tall, but you don't know what mama knows. She knows the direction the house needs to move in. You ain't making up the rules. But what you're going to do is hinder divine blessings for your house. I know I'm teaching right. Even though, it's, even though it's quiet. Let's know the Proverbs 16. I'm teaching it right, even though it's quiet. Now see, if God has ever brought you out of a proud house, a house that was divided, house that wasn't producing, and he puts you in a blessed house, he brings you into a refuge, he elevates your house. I'm like Deacon Hill. One thing I'm not going to do is go back to where he brought me from. He delivered me from being prideful. Be seated. Why would I now go through something? No, I need help, but refuse to seek it. See, that means I'm headed back. No matter how blessed I am. Not you, pal. You got did, did, did. Let me tell you something. When God is against you, you can't have enough money to beat God. You can't have enough support to beat God. You don't have a job that's so good that if God say he's going to bring you down, your job able to keep you up. See, so I'm not going back. But can I be honest? When I say going back, I'm talking about going to a place and getting stuck. Because if I really teach this right, all of us have moments, though we are not prideful people, if you really watch yourself, if you really monitor your behavior, you'll see every now and then that all of us can step back into being prideful. Woo! You ever had to go in the room and tell somebody, hey, I'm sorry. I wasn't even listening. You was right. This on me. This on me. I need to stop there. I'm stepping back. I told you you wouldn't see that person no more who think he know everything and always got the answers. I amazed my parents when I grew up. And I upset them real bad. I won't say ticked them off. but Because I always thought I had the answers. I'm talking at 12. I'm like, it's so simple what y'all need to. But then I start seeing that in my own seed. Oh, some of you parents see, oh, woo. See, be careful when you get too upset with your child. 
Because if you calm down just a little bit, you'll see some of yourself in it. I'm tired of your mouth. Let me ask you something. Were your parents tired of your mouth when you grew up? I'm tired of you giving me the attitude. What, what, did, did, did you have an attitude? See, sometimes you see yourself. But what I did as I began to mature, that if I saw negative things in my children that I knew existed in me, I learned how to talk to them. I learned how to tell them, hey, this ain't going to get you where you think it's going to get you. Keep being this way, and you headed for a downfall. Do you understand me? That's what you have to do sometimes, parents, in your child when you see the wrong behavior, but you recognize that's me. That's me. See, it ain't got, sometimes it don't even have nothing to do with it. It's amazing how you say, well, Pastor, he act like so-and-so. He ain't never been around him. Don't matter. Sometimes you got to teach your child why certain people are in the position that they're in. Now, don't be throwing off, but, 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 but if he acting just like his daddy and the dead ain't in a good place right now, don't throw off on daddy. Use your words carefully, but you have to warn him. Come on, where, where were we at? Proverbs 16? Watch this now, because I told you earlier and I showed you that God going to destroy the house of the proud. And we don't want to be proud. We don't want to be proud. Proverbs 16 and 5. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Are y'all in Proverbs 16, 5? Because you, you need to get there. You need to get there because if you're a proud person, you need to know your attitude is that which, number one, God hates. He hates it. He hates it. Therefore, struggling right now. Struggling right now. All they got to do is take heed to God's word, let God turn their life around, but because of pride, they refuse to repent. Come on, on their way to what the old folk used to call a devil's hell, but refusing to change. A good word, he hates it. Number two, listen, a proud attitude, a proud look to God, I really want y'all to hear this, is a disgusting thing. When you walking in pride, your attitude disgusts God. That's a strong word. Why is it so strong? Because it's meant to bring us out of that place. Now, I've learned over life that no matter what I do, I'm not going to please everybody. I'm not going to please everybody. I already knew it, but COVID showed enough taught me, taught me that. The COVID area, that taught me that. You got folk want you to go in seven different ways. And they're waiting to have an attitude if you don't pick their way. But see, what I learned is this right here. I want all y'all to like me, if possible. But if you don't, it's something I can live with. 
but I can't live with God not being pleased with me. The one person I don't want angry with me is God. I don't want God to fight against me. I don't want God to look at me and say, hey, I got to bring you down, son. Because you don't forget who brought you up. See, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you mad at me, I'm going to still sleep good. If you upset with me when I leave here today, I'm still going to enjoy Orlando. I'm still going to go down there in Jacksonville and rock that city. But if God is upset, I don't want to leave the church today until I get on the altar and say, forgive me of my evil way. Forgive me of not listening. See, he hated. It. It's a disgusting thing. When a wife out of pride refuses to listen to a good husband, you may have your makeup on right, sister. You may be looking good. But in that moment, your attitude is a disgusting thing to God. When you are manipulative, as a wife and use things to try to control your husband when you know good and well that the man is the head of the woman and you cannot reverse it and so when you in your attitude thinking out of your smartness out of your own intelligence you can observe the authority of the man baby that's God's order of doing things Listen to me, that ain't Pastor Cochran. God set that in order before any of us got here. He made man the head. But listen to me, head. A sick head ain't good for the body. And sometimes as men, we are the head, but God got to operate on you, brother. Stop being prideful. Before he pulled what he pulled on Abraham. The father of faith, God had to say to Abraham, hey, listen to your wife, for the woman is right. See, the thing about not being prideful is that you got to keep it right is right. Wrong is wrong. Come on. Proverbs 16, 5. Notice it again. Everyone proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Why is that so important for God's children? Notice Psalm 40. Notice Psalm 40. Look at Psalm 40. I'm moving into the close. Look at Psalm 40. Why is that so important for God's people to understand that? Psalm 40. Psalm 40. Ooh. See, in this house, as you go to Psalm 40, in this house, there are homes that productivity is being disrupted because of pride. And see, you can't be the type of person that you want to talk when you want to talk. Come on. You want to give 100% when you want to give it. You want to give your all when, when you want to do it. See, that ain't, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to work. 
See, because sometimes out of pride, you'll know in, a, in your house, even in the church, that you could do better, but you refuse. If I give 100%, we can turn things around right now. But I ain't doing it. They're going to have to beg me to do it. So you got the wrong attitude. And if God hates a proud look, if it's a disgusting thing to him, you better look at Proverbs 40. I mean, Psalm 40 and 4. You better, you better listen to it. You better get it. Psalm 44. Psalm 40, verse 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. This is what I want you to see. And does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Tell your neighbor, if God hate a proud look, if he hates a proud attitude, a prideful spirit, then tell him as children of the most high God, we should hate it too. Look at it again. Psalm 40 and 4. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. Look at this blessed man. Look at this happy man. He's blessed because he does not respect the proud. But see, in our country, people honor proud for folk. Pride for people are put on display. And they say it to you, hey, be like them. Be like them and you can have what, what they got. But see, you got to understand, there are people who got but they got it the wrong way. See, I don't want nothing that I have to get. Come on. See, so as saints of God, when you really start maturing in God, you learn to hate. You learn to dislike. You learn to reject what he rejects. That says about you that you his child. That's the reason I don't laugh at sinful things that prideful people do. I'm not going to giggle. See, some of you, you soft. You sit up and watch sinful behavior and too much of a coward to tell folk, I don't stand for this. But you there trying to fit in. But see, I don't respect the proud. I got no problem letting nobody know, hey, I don't do that. I won't participate in that. I want y'all to understand clearly that I am against this. How can you sit back and laugh at things as a child of God, but these same things you laughing at, you think funny, is destroying families? Now, folk here, you a leader, you supposed to be a minister. What kind of minister you sitting up in something like that and not even once letting people know that, hey, don't ever think that this me. I, I don't respect the proud. Come on. Even folks in my family that decide to live contrary to God's will, man, I don't respect the proud. You act like you better. I don't act like I'm better. But I'm going to tell you this right now today. If you truly saved, you may not be better than nobody, but you better off. Go to James 4. I said you better off. What do you mean better off? You, <laughs> Come on. 
You know, folks will try to accuse you of that when you don't respect the sinful things that they do. Oh, you supposed to be better than us? No, it ain't about being better than you, but I'm better off because I'm saved. Now, if you don't have a relationship with God, and I do, and I'm not better off than you, there's something wrong with God. And ain't nothing wrong with God. Whoa, tight word. We in the clothes, James. Some of you need to get a backbone. I'll say it again. Some of you need to get a backbone on your job, in your family. James 4. Mm, mm, mm. Quiet house. James 4 and 6. These are the type messages that get a family right. Yeah, it is. This is the type word right here that I have for in the, in the church at odds. But now they got to sit down and talk. And they say, hey, we got to get this thing right. We've been going around here not speaking. And we in the same church. We supposed to be brothers and sisters. And we are brothers and sisters. But we not acting like it. We need to get this right. Come on. I ain't telling you go nobody fishing for something. I'm coming to you because I think I think something might be. No, go on, go on somewhere and pray. You need to pray a little bit more. I ain't got no problem with you. Well, I know you didn't speak to me the other day. Hey, look, I was busy. I didn't even see you. But I ain't got time for silliness. You fishing for something. Ain't nothing there. <laughs> ain't nothing there. I love you. I just know you ain't called me in a while. Hey, I've been real busy. See, I don't have nobody other than my wife that I need to talk to every single day. Come on, I ain't no boy no more. I don't got no, no man that I need to talk to every single day. It's a, yeah, it's right. Tight, but it's right. James 4, verse number 6. But he give more grace. Therefore, he said, God resists the proud. You see that? God resists the who? That word resist actually means he's fighting against the proud. You have, if, you, if you're a prideful person, if your house is prideful, God is fighting against you. Listen, and he never lost the battle. You know what that say about your house? You know what that say about your life? Because a house can also be representative of a person's life. You know what that says about you? You're going down. You're going to be brought down. Now, if God has given us this opportunity to get our act together, why go down and you don't have to? All you got to do is take heed to the word and say, Lord, I heard everything you said today. I'm not being the man I need to be. I'm not being the woman I need to be. Hey, but as of today, it's going to get tight, Lord. I'm going to tighten up. And I thank you for your word. And it's going to turn things around at your house. Come on, because he resists the proud, but watch this, but he give grace to the humble. He give grace to the humble. Proverbs 15, and then we done. Notice that he resists the proud, but notice what he said. He give grace to the humble. Notice Proverbs 15, and then look at verse 25. Why is that so good? Why is that so good? Proverbs 15, back to the main text. Proverbs 15, 25. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud. See, it's coming down. The house of the proud, the proud is going to fall. And tell your neighbor, that fall will be great. Tell, you, tell your neighbor, that fall, once you have been warned, will also be embarrassing. 
See, if God sits here today and warns me about my attitude, but I don't listen, see, you know what's going to happen? Not only am I going to fall, but it's going to be embarrassing. Do you understand? And see, Tate never don't have to be that way. Tate we can take heed, and he'll establish us. Look at Proverbs 25, and we're done. Proverbs 15 and 25, verse 25. The Lord will destroy the house of the proud, but he will establish the boundary of the widow. Now, remember, the widow is the exact opposite of the proud person mentioned earlier. See, the proud he'll destroy. The humble he'll establish. That word establish means two things, and we're done. When you humble yourself, even if you came in today being prideful, if you humble yourself, number one, it says about you, about your house, about your life, that God going to build you up. He going to build you up. And there's some folk here need for God to build them up based upon things they've been going through. But he can't do it if you're too prideful. But if you will humble yourself, he'll establish you. He'll build you up. See, God will bring a person back from a fall when they humble themselves. Come on. Anybody ever failed and humbled yourself and God brought you back? He, here's the thing. He brought you back stronger than you was before the fall. Number two. He will cause you to be made secure or strong. See, when God established your house, your family, your life, he'll build you up. He will cause you to be made secure or strong. Why is that important? Because when God builds you up, you're going to be attacked by things that are contrary to God. And if you're not strong, you can't last in the day of battle. But if you humble yourself and let God establish you, no matter what you go through, you'll be secure and you'll be strong. Young people, humble yourself that no matter what you go through in life, you're going to be strong. You're going to be secure because God is going to be with you. And you're going to see so many fall that's not able to rise or get back up. But not the humble. Because God will build the humble up, he will secure them, or he will cause them to be strong. I've had many things attack me, but because I humbled myself, God made sure that he strengthened me. Listen, in every battle, and gave me the victory. We don't want to be a part of the house of the proud. Let's give God a praise. I'm done. Come on, let's give him a thunderous... If that word helped you, I want you to give God a praise. Come on. Let's clap to him like the word benefited us this morning. It helped us. It strengthened us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for the word. Through your word, God came. In many instances, strong rebuke, correction. But you only correct us because you love us. And desire for us not just to do better, but be better. So, Lord, we're mature enough now to take it. We're mature enough to know that it came to help. So, thank you for your word. Father, my prayer today, Lord, is that even as the message we're going forth, I pray that people's heart will change it. I pray that the stony heart is being made a heart of flesh so that you can do in homes, you can do in this church all that you desire to do. 
help us even the more as we continue to read throughout the book of Proverbs, continue to give us wisdom with every situation that we're dealing with. Truly, in the day and time in which we live, Lord, we desire for you to build us up. We desire for you to make us secure or strong. And so we thank you for the word. Empower your people the more. Empower families the more. Help families the more. Do for families right now what need to be done. Things that are going on right now, God, we pray that you will strengthen families and have your way. We pray it, call it so in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This has been Pastor Leonard Cochran here from a place of refuge, Noonan. Thanking you this morning for joining us on YouTube, Facebook, or even our church website. Continue to humble yourself. Remember, if you're in need of help, seek help, but seek the right help. Seek wisdom. Seek godly counsel. And your life will be changed forever. Don't walk in pride. Remember that God is against the proud. And you don't have to fall, but allow God to build you. Allow him to strengthen you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your past, present, and future support for this ministry that helps us to do ministry on a high level. We appreciate you. We love you. And as always, remember that Jesus is. God bless you. Let's give him a thunderous hand of praise. Come on, we're laying our gifts on the altar. Come on, we're laying free will gifts on the altar. We're preparing to dismiss. If you're coming in the word help, you just share with somebody. Say, that word really helped me today. That word really helped me today. Just tell somebody if it be true. That word really helped me today. That word helped me today. How many love coming to church and you see yourself in the word? You see yourself in the word. That's good. You see yourself in the word. You know what's going to happen this week? A lot of us, well, we've been being stubborn. We're going to get to crying out asking God for some help, for some wisdom. We're going to get to asking God to show us who to go to, who to talk to, how to change things, how to better things. Amen. Isn't he good? God bless you. Isn't he good? No more, no more, no more arguing with people who write and telling us right to help us. We ain't arguing with them. We're going to mature today. And some of you are going to shock people when they go to tell you wrong. You say, thank you for it. Thank you for the correction. They're going to be shocked. They're going to they be uh, witnessing a new you. Because I mean, oh, God give us new rebirths. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he do. He give you a new rebirth. We all need it. God know I need it. Only one God. Only one God. The rest of us, we are consistently, are constantly in need of help. And again, we got to work. So many times people want to get better, but they don't want to put the work in. See, in order for a family to get better, that family got to put the work in. In order for a church to get better, that church got to put the work in. We got to put the work in. We got to dig. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you get to digging, or God gets to digging on you, or working on you, or cutting on you. That's, always, that's not always a, a um, good, good feeling. Let me put it like that. I'll share this with you, then I'll be gone. It's in reference to God rebuking, correcting, or cutting. Cutting is pruning. I do my mother-in-law yard. And I told her, I said, these trees done got out of hand, these crepe myrtles. I, I said, when they been pruned? She said, they probably ain't ever been pruned. I said, they out of hand. I said, I'm going to have to get somebody over here to prune these things. And uh, so I sent a guy over there because it was such a rough job because they ain't been pruned. And uh, the guy came in the yard finished and got the chainsaw, started cutting the tree. She, she went outside like, hey, hey, what you doing? Why you cutting my tree? She said, uh, your, your, your uh, son-in-law sent me. She said, oh, okay, yeah, he said somebody would come. She said, okay, okay, cut them down. I mean, they look just, just cut, just cut. Looked like they were just destroyed. And I came over, I said, I said, oh, look, I said, we pruned them. I said, they're going to come back strong. I said, they're going to they gonna look good. Because I could tell she was like, what you done did? 
Check this out. See, because you got to recognize sometimes God got to cut on you. And, and every time.